0: Welcome to Tulsa Bible Church's brand new podcast called Hidden God, where we explore issues of theology and culture in order to help build healthy, relevant churches right here in the Tulsa area and in the States. I'm joined by Daniel Newberry. He's my co host. My name is Jared Verweil, and this is Hidden God. Welcome back to Hidden God. I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel Newberry, the Hello. the man, the myth, oh. and the legend. Oh, man. King. I'm, wow. Royalty. <laughs> Was there a red carpet that came down the steps?
1: Should have the, been. Yeah. Should sh- have been.
0: I should have been on that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Your yeah. Highness.
1: Eh, it's okay. You'll, you'll figure it out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> man, we are in uh, episode number 14. Really? Wow. Last episode to discuss Mere Christianity with C.S. Mm. Lewis. And actually, this is going to end up being the end of season one Yes, Hidden God podcast. Next time you listen to us, we're going to have a new theme song. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a new intro. Mm-hmm. No longer right. welcome to the brand new podcast, but just right. welcome to the podcast. To
1: the old podcast. Yeah. The new theme song will just be you, me, and Kirk acapella in it uh, with the...
0: Uh... We could pull that off. Yeah, I think so could pull that off trying to think what we would sing i don't know yeah
1: the veggie tales theme song
0: take me out to the ball game there we go that's probably better yeah Yeah. Yeah. that would go well veggie tales is a good second second though
1: yeah well someone okay this is off topic because we're not on topic on anything yet but um someone pointed out to me the other day it was extremely disappointing to find out that bob and larry are neither of them are vegetables Ooh. weird huh Figure that out little, yeah. cucumber? I that's what I thought, but I guess a cucumber is a fruit.
0: Technically a fruit. I know to, fruit. I know tomato is kind of the
1: Yeah, there's a lot of yeah, uh, debates. Mhm. That's, mm-hmm. That is interesting. So
0: is. Veggie Tales starring fruits It's
1: misleading. <laughs> starring fruits. <laughs> <laughs> if they yeah. wouldn't have done Lord of the Beans, man, then we man. might be
0: still watching some Veggie that's Tales right. today. That's
1: right. Well, thank Sorry, God guys. they put a stop to it when they did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, this is our last episode of the season, and that's exciting. It means we made it through a season.
0: It is favorite highlights. Oof.
1: Okay. Content wise. Yeah. The discussion of our Luther. Those those, pod, those episodes, I really—I can't listen to them. I can't bring myself to listen to them because I can't stand myself in those episodes. I was so giddy and nervous, and not that I'm not giddy and nervous now, but I, I really—I showed it a lot more, yeah. and I just—I can't listen to myself. But the content of those episodes, I mean, I learned a lot by talking yeah. about Martin Luther's uh, th- uh, Theology of the Cross. Yeah. It was beautiful.
0: Yeah. Genius in his own right, for oh, sure. yeah. I think there might be a couple other people that really can't stand to listen to you.
1: <laughs> You'd probably be right about that. <laughs> <laughs> I can think of a few. <laughs> not not me, of course, not me. Yeah, man. Uh,
0: no, you, I think you're like the anchor, dude. You you hang the no, hold no. the show down.
1: Well, and you know, you and I talked about this once. In every podcast, there it, where you got multiple people on there, there's always one person that everyone's just waiting for them to talk. You know, right on um, theology matters the. Village Churches podcast. We're all just right. waiting for Jen Wilkin to talk. Honestly, right? You know, like Kyle Worley, J T English. They're great, but and, and I learn a lot from them. Yeah. But Jen Wilkin's really when she starts speaking, you stop what you're doing and you listen. Right. And, and you're the you are the one. And that I mean, let's be real here. You know what you're talking about, <laughs> man.
0: I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know. But it is. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it has been. It's been a lot of fun. That was a fun little series. I think we did five episodes. Yeah. On theology, of the cross, which is. Which is really cool. Mm. Um, the uh, the one we did on on the culture stuff with the race issues that was mm-hmm. going on. I, I really like that one.
1: Yeah. Well, it was, this was a great time to bring about this podcast because a lot of random stuff has happened this year. Yeah. We've been able to comment on it a lot. Right. Coronavirus, race race issues, all
0: that. Yeah. yeah. Election year. Mm-hmm. Good grief. Mm-hmm. I, I've never really put together that every presidential election year, right? It's going to be chaos. Yeah. As, as much as I've put that and seen that, yeah, this year. But,
1: and it might just be a 2020 thing too. This is a weird time. Could be every year so far has gotten worse for me since 2016. but I've enjoyed all of them yeah. a lot well and and that's that's actually a great point about the election year thing is now if we have any advice to give, to people who are wanting to create a podcast, wait till an election year. It could Man, be a lot of content, all
0: all kinds of material. <laughs> Just pick up the paper, that's right. Read the headlines. You're good to go. You've got an episode. You're good to go. But yeah, it's kind of exciting though. We're 14 episodes in, mm-hmm. um, coming to the end here, and we'll probably give it a week to reset and start back up with the fall semester. So it's good. Got some uh, good discussion mm-hmm. topics. Good list going. But mm-hmm. as listeners, if you guys. Do have ideas for Daniel and I? Things you want to talk about? Um, our sound producer actually has given us the capability of adding a guest if we want a new guest now, so we yes. can we can get up to probably about four people if we wanted to. Uh, you, you'll probably hear more of that in season two. Mm-hmm. Um, really looking forward to it, and just a really good platform. We're going to try to get our sermons going on podcast as well on the website. So good. Man, be so good. I think we're uh, I think we're going in a really good direction. But mm-hmm. to, but today. I'd Like to hammer out uh, C.S. Lewis the last chapter in yes. *Mere Christianity*, which is full of like just uh, nuggets of gold. <laughs> Man.
1: Nuggets of gold. Lots of questions too. Yeah, I was left thinking, "What do I know about Lewis really?" First of all, you know, and then this, this, uh, these illustrations he makes—very peculiar illustrations. Right. I mean, right off the bat. First of all, this this last chapter titled "The New Men," right. Um, right off the bat, he goes into discussing evolution and using evolution as an example to explain the new man in Christ. Right. Um, And this is, of course, you know, I don't want to get hung up on minor details that don't matter, right? Right. But I just, I can't help but ask the question, was Lewis an evolutionist? Because it begins, it's starting to look that way. Yeah.
0: And a uh, a lot of people criticize Lewis because of that. And and talk about mm. mere Christianity, and they put it under the scrutiny, the knife of scrutiny, mm-hmm. because some things, man, is this kind of almost comes across a little bit universalists yeah. And at times, um, where does Lewis really stand on his theology of, you know, fill in the blank, right? Because you're not going to find it in here. It, it is a it is an interesting issue that he brings up, and right. Of course, at the time that Lewis was writing this, think about World War Two. Mm-hmm. You had a an, an ardent evolutionist in, in Hitler. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, he personally believed that there was a superior race of people, mm-hmm. that Jews weren't it. The superior race objective was to eliminate the inferior race, you right. know? And man, how can you live through something like that against his own country, his own people and come away with using evolution as an illustration it's,
1: i definitely wouldn't recommend it no i wouldn't it was, it was a bold move <laughs> man it really was really bold move but i guess he was so convinced of this illustration yeah you know it was worth that to him yeah so, but yeah but like you were saying you know no reason to let that be a distracting factor put it under the knife he doesn't need to ha- he doesn't need to be hanged for this one right you know he did we need to look past that and actually get to the point of what his illustration shows us
0: which you know a topic in a conversation in and of itself mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. Um, we're not going to agree with everything that every author says right. about any given topic. Right. In, in fact, I think where Christians go wrong in a lot of spheres is we take somebody and we say like, okay, if your theology doesn't match up exactly like I think Scriptures theology matches up, then mm-hmm. I'm going to cast out the baby with the bathwater yeah. kind of deal. Well, Lewis doesn't really say anything good because he uses this evolution illustration in the last chapter of his book, Mere Christianity. Like, I mean, let's let's not go that far, yeah, you know. And and people do it all the time. I'm not a staunch Calvinist, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to cast everything that John Piper out. Right, be, because I don't agree with his stance on Calvinism. he still has a lot of great stuff that I absolutely agree with him mm-hmm. in Scripture. And I think a lot of times we can get um kind of develop this this sense of everything needs to go through my grid mm-hmm. right for it to be acceptable <laughs> and and for me to even say, like, you know what this person's got a lot to offer mm-hmm. the church, even if we don't agree with everything that they say. Yeah,
1: absolutely. We, we, we sometimes, like you said, we find one thing that we disagree with about them, and while we may say, okay, well, you know, they're still worth listening to, but subconsciously, we still just, every time we think of that person, we focus on the one thing we disagree with about them, Right. you know, and it's like, I, I guess that's just a good evaluation for myself, right. you know, there are many theologians I love. But every time I get in a discussion with someone about some topic they may have, like, like R.C. Sproul, I love R.C. Sproul, and yet I've often found myself just bringing up that one thing about him I just disagree with. And it's like, man, I just need to let that go. Yeah. You know? I mean, there's no one I agree with everything.
0: Yeah. And if you find that person, mm-hmm. soon enough, you'll find something mm-hmm. <laughs> that you don't agree with. It's right. just It's just given a matter of time, so... But this last chapter is really good. And like I said, it's full of just great quotes and one liners. It's called The New Men. Mm-hmm. Um, but to back it up a little bit, I want to reference something that he said in the previous chapter. Okay. So the whole chapter is about transformation, your mm-hmm. new identity in Christ, how to live in your new identity in Christ, death to self, you know, more of Christ, less of you, mm-hmm. kind of stuff, which is just great principles for the Christian life. But. In the context of transformation, here's what he says the the previous chapter is, is God about making nice men or new people. Hmm. You know, and I and I love the contrast between those two phrases. Right. And of course he's saying Christianity is about making new people, not just yeah. good people nice, right? Which is a, a total contradiction and a, a big distinction. But he says this, he says, for mere improvement, speaking of like Uh, moral improvement, behavioral improvement. Mere improvement is not redemption, Lewis says. Though redemption always improves people, even here and now, and will in the end improve them to a degree we cannot even yet imagine. God became man to turn creatures into sons, not simply to produce better men of the old kind, but to produce a new kind of men Hmm. It is not like teaching a horse to jump better and better, but like turning a horse into a winged creature. Wow. Which is essentially an illustration that comes out in the Chronicles of Narnia. Actually, there's, oh. a, there's a scene in there where um, one of the horses, I think it's the horse and his boy, becomes a, a winged creature, kind of like a unicorn at the end. And it's just a it's a great scene of I forgot about that. transformation that he brings out.
1: Man, that's awesome. And what a great point. That is a fantastic illustration. Yeah. Not trying to make us better. He's trying to make us something completely different, which is, again, what we talked about in our last podcast. Yeah. Making the new person.
0: Absolutely. And, and it, you know, we all have this idea of, I love how Lewis addresses this. We think because somebody's a Christian, mm-hmm. they should look a certain way. Right. They should do certain things. They should talk a certain way. Mm-hmm. Lewis is saying, no, no, no. That's like cosmetic. Yeah. You know, those are the things you see on the outside. God's actually transforming. We might not even see mm-hmm. His the major transforming work of the heart. We might not even see that on the outside, as much as it's occurring on the inside by God's Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. But we've got to get past this idea of like stereotyping what a mature Christian looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, well, they they always smile when they come to church and and do these things. And and Lewis is like, no you're, you're not going deep enough with the truth yeah. of the gospel.
1: Yeah. That's not being realistic as to what a true changed heart looks like. Right. A heart for Christ.
0: No doubt. No doubt about it. And we had, a I I was in college ministry at, in Stillwater, um, not too long ago. It was probably, oh gracious. It's been about seven years now or something like that. And we used to have college students all the time that were just, either brand-new believers in Christ, or Mm -hmm. they had been in the church for a while. They had grown up in the church, went through the youth group, all that kind of stuff. In college, they're like, man, I don't know. Is this Christianity mine, or is it my parents' Christianity? Hmm. You know, am I going to be involved in this? Do I think there's, like, something legit here or not? And this one girl in our college ministry, I'll never forget it, a really close friend of ours stayed in contact with her, Brandy and I um, discipled in in many ways, um, but she said, you know, Jared, when I come to church, a lot of times I just see plastic people. Hmm. And she used that phrase like plastics. And I'm like, plastic people, what do you mean? She's like, y- you know, it's it's like everybody puts the face on. Hmm. Everybody looks really good on the outside. Uh, every Sunday we we see a version of people, but we don't see necessarily the true version mm-hmm. of people. And she's like... I just want to come to a place where broken people are being ministered and I can feel safe and comfortable ministering and being ministered to in a context because I've got real issues in my life and and God's working on my heart. And I've never forgotten that conversation. Man, that is
1: so like powerful to have that real conversation. I've, I've read theories about it, but I've never actually talked to someone about that and had the actual kind of conversation. Yeah. It's something
0: that, you know, it's, it's tangible. It's, Mm -hmm. we see it in the Christian walk. Mm -hmm. Uh, We hear these truths. We learn the gospel. We learn what scripture says, but a lot of times it, it takes a while to impact the heart. Right. And transform the heart.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And if I was to just kind of getting back into Lewis's chapter here, um, just to kind of solidify what we're talking about here, I'm going to read a little bit of what he says. He talks about how it's probably easier for the modern man to understand the Christian idea best if he takes it in connection with evolution and he gets to discussing about you know uh, you know in evolution we're looking for the next stage whoops we're looking for the next stage of humanity right and he says it's you know we're, we're like we're thinking you know maybe it means we have bigger brains maybe he thinks we have another arm that grows or something weird like that and he says it's probably actually something you don't expect and this is what he says he says I cannot help thinking that the next step will be really new It will go off in a direction that you could never have dreamed of. It would hardly be worth calling a new step unless it did. I should expect not merely difference, but a new kind of difference. I should expect not merely change, but a new method of producing the change. Mm -hmm. I should not be surprised if, when the thing happened, very few people noticed that it was happening. Right. And so he talks about, he relates this back to, he says, from the Christian view, it is precisely that next step that has already appeared. It's not a change from brainy men to brainier men. It's a change from that goes off in a totally different direction. A change from being creatures of God to being sons of God. And I like what he says when he says that we don't. It's we probably don't even notice. It happening right. A lot of people would look at Christianity and they would they see it more as just another religion. They see it as another cult. He talks a little bit later about how we're just people. You know, the world's trying to kill Christianity. It's probably really frustrating that they can't kill it because it's been around for so long. Right. Um. But it they you don't even notice the next stage happening. But the new man would look more like Christ. The next stage of evolution, quote unquote. Would actually look more like Christ, and it would be something like you're saying—a heart change as opposed to a physical change.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And and that brings all change, all transformation mm-hmm. in the Christian life back to the gospel. Right. This isn't uh, again the the things that we expect of a growing Christian. Mm-hmm. You know, you can name a thousand things. I expect that AJ is going to read his Bible more next week. than he did this week, or is going to turn up to the Wednesday night service next week, Mm -hmm. but he wasn't there this week. Or, you know, he's, he's going to dress nicer Mm -hmm. because now he's a Christian. He's going to uh, comb his hair differently. You know, like we have these expectations of certain things, but really all the change that's happening, gospel change that happens is at the heart level. Mm. It's, it's not necessarily in a physical outwardly, like, Hey, I can tell this is a different person because of how they look. Right. It's, I can tell this is a different person because of who they are. Right. Their identity in Christ. And that's, again, the gospel is good news because it's something that God does for us that we cannot do for ourselves. Yes. And that transformation is just, it's completely different than a a man's effort.
1: Exactly. He's not making more of what we already are. He's not changing that. He's just... He's making us into Christ.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and I love the phrase that that he uses. Going to your point is that it's it's a change from being creatures mm-hmm. to sons of men, mm-hmm. sons yeah. of God, sons of sons of God. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's creatures created by God, but now we have that special familial relationship. He calls us sons and daughters. Right, sons and daughters of God, and and that's it starts with the identity. Right. So a lot of times, again, we're going to kind of get into our our theology of sanctification here. Mm -hmm. You know, it's um, this sanctification is a process that begins by God. It is uh, controlled and it is under the power of God and it is under the credit and the glory of God. Mm. None of us are going to be able to look back and say, look what I've done for you, Mm -hmm. God. In essence, we're all going to say, Lord, thank you. For your work in my heart that I couldn't have done for myself, mm-hmm. that's that's the kind of transformation that is different. That's yes. that's the heart level transformation.
1: Yes, absolutely. And he and he talks about that. He kind of outlines what this transformation looks like in in five different steps. And and I don't really know if we really want to talk about all five of those steps or not. Um, but the one that really stood out to me is, is what he he calls uh, step number three. He says, I have called Christ the first instance of the new man. But, of course, he is something much more than that. He is not merely a new man, one specimen of the species, but the new man. Yep. He is the origin and center and life of all the new men. He goes on, he says, he transmits it not by heredity, but by what I have called good infection. Everyone who gets it by personal contact contact with him. Other men become new by being in him, right? I mean, so he says, you know, and he, he kind of goes on to talk about how we find our, our true selves by finding Christ, right? And we have to get rid of our old selves, but that's because we become Christ in a sense.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And and what he's driving at here too is a is the new birth, mm-hmm. the theology of the new birth. It kind of goes on um, to talk about, you know, the when the great moment of, has come, everything is ready, the doctor has arrived will the birth go off all right mm-hmm. is the question he asks. But of course it differs from an ordinary birth mm-hmm. in one important respect. In mm-hmm. an ordinary birth, the baby has not much of a choice. Right. Here it has. And I wonder what an ordinary baby would do if it had the choice. It might prefer to stay in the safety of the womb. Probably like so. like I love, I love this aspect because the new birth, again, is something that Christ does. For us, we cannot do it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We are actually given a new life in Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit, and and His working to draw us to Himself. But there's has to be a, a willingness as well on our on our part. You know, mm-hmm. this is not a, a master of the puppets kind of thing. We're right. all, we're all under the divine control. This is God's Holy Spirit working to help us to respond to Him. Yeah. in ways that we couldn't without Him.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and, and kind of like He says. You know, this is unlike every other stage of evolution in the past. Um, they've had no choice. We've evolved just because we've had to, right? You know, whereas now you could choose not to, and and the, the humanity can tend, can continue on to grow without you. You yeah. can be left behind, right? You know, um, yeah, yeah, I,
0: yeah. And I and I love what he talks about too with uh, um, how people look yes. after the new birth. Man, yes. I don't know if you caught this. Yeah, um, it's. Uh, they are, I say, recognizable, Lewis puts in in prints here, but you must know what to look for. Mm-hmm. And he says this, and I want to read this pretty slowly. He says, they will not be very like the idea of religious people. And he puts that in quote hmm. quotes, which you have formed from your general reading. They do not draw attention to themselves. He goes on, he says, you tend to think that you are being kind to them when they are really being kind to you. They love you more than other men do, but they need you less. We must get over wanting to be needed. And some goodish people, especially women, he goes on to talk about some some aspects there, but um, he makes a huge distinction here between religious people Mm -hmm. and transformed people. Right. You know, and, and transformed people one of the characteristics is they don't draw attention to themselves. Right. Because guess what? It's not about us. Exactly. It's about Christ. And so everything Lewis is doing is drawing us away from self, Mm -hmm. away from sin, and toward the person of Christ as we are conformed more and more into his image. Yeah. And I love it.
1: And this, this makes me think back to several chapters ago when he talked about humility. And he said, when you meet a truly humble person, you'll probably never even know it because they don't draw attention to themselves. Think back, you can probably think of a time you just had a good conversation with someone that was probably a humble person, and that's that's like the only sign of humility you're going to see. Man. You know? Awesome. But then he—I I like this paragraph. I'm just going to continue reading from where you did. He says, "'They will usually seem to have a lot of time. You will wonder where it comes from. When you have recognized one of them, you will recognize the next one much more easily. And I saw I strongly suspect, but how should I know?' That they recognize one another immediately and infallibly across every barrier of color, sex, class, age, and even of creeds. In that way, to become holy is rather like joining a secret society. To put it at the very lowest, it must be fun. Man. And it's like, I'm reading that and I'm thinking, I can think of several people who I've interacted with that have definitely portrayed, that have shown me what this new man looks like? Right. They've lived this out, and like you said earlier, it's not a physical thing that you would notice. It's just the way that they live. Yeah, yeah. This is
0: not, hey, check me out. Look at how um, great I am in my religious conduct. Like, look, mm-hmm. look at my behavior. It's so awesome. Like, mm-hmm. I stand out so much from everybody else. Yeah. It's just, man. These are genuine people, right? Who love Christ. Yeah. And and who ultimately need Him. Yeah. Right. And so a lot of times in ministry, like, and, and I don't want to like set up false dichotomies and sure. barriers or anything like that. But a, a lot of times, you know, it's it's the people that kind of look really, really good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, man, you, you really almost portray yourself as like no signs of weaknesses. Right. There's never a need to apologize for anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything is just... Every every T is crossed, every I is dotted, and it's like, man, I've got my stuff together. Like, what's your problem? You need Christ so that you can get your life together and look more like mine, right? Kind of deal. And I have I have much more. Uh, you know, it's again, I don't want to like say too much negative in this stance, and I want to come across the wrong way in this. Um, but when I see like a broken person who's just in desperate need, who's like failing in the Christian life, struggling with sin and portraying that and just saying like, look, I need help. God, I am so dependent on you every single step of the way. Mm -hmm. Here's another thing that I've done this week that I need to confess to you. Like that person to me, that's, that's where I see Jesus anchoring in ministry. Yeah. Much more than with the Pharisees. Right. You know, he takes the, the woman at the well, he takes the, uh, the prostitute that comes and anoints his feet mm-hmm. and, and extends his arm and just like this one, this one is the, the type that I'm after because they see their need for Christ. You yes, know, on the outside it, it's broken. It's, it's in shambles. Yeah. But this is the very first
1: stages, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and. You know, you think about all the different people in the Bible. Just speaking of Jesus, you know. Well, speaking of Jesus, um, you know, it's a good guy to talk he's about. He's a good guy, <laughs> isn't this all about him? Sure. Um, this description that he get that Lewis gives, it is a description of Christ. You know, it really is. And the people that you see him really, really focusing on are the people who have a change of heart you know, you have the Pharisees who would go around and change their clothing. They would change what they wear so that everyone would know they were, you know, fasting or or something like, or they were holier, right? The
0: long prayers. The long the, prayers, exactly. Man, you give and you make all the clanging sound with
1: your coins. Right, exactly. Yeah. Dropping them in there from really high, you know, so they, yeah. Man. Um, but Jesus says, you, you Pharisees, you hypocrites, don't you know it's the Inside of the cup that matters, right. not the outside, right. and that's really what Lewis is getting at here. And, and scripture talks about how it's you—you you know, people by their fruits, right? By the way that they live their life, the way they give to people, the way that—not that they show off what they're doing, but just the way they do things. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, and one of the things, just to be fair with mm-hmm. this comparison, is you can make the the same error in the opposite direction. Hmm. You know, you can come in and and be the guy that's. Wears flip flops and holy jeans right. to church every day, and and kind of comes and just like looking like they're broken and they're destitute all the time. And and again, that's the same way of like the false pretense. Yes. Of hey, check me out. Yeah. This I'm doing this to draw people's attention. Again, it's not about you. And so we just be right. careful we're not swinging the pendulum. Yeah. You know, back and forth on this thing, and um, finding that that area where we're just walking in genuine, genuine uh, Christ-like attitude and. This whole chapter, honestly, the first verse that came up into my mind when mm-hmm. I was thinking about this was uh, Philippians 3. Oh. It talks about how Paul says, you know, man, I was a Hebrew of Hebrews mm-hmm. advancing beyond my countrymen according to the to the law, Pharisee. Like, I mean, everything about this guy was polished. He gives his resume yeah. at the beginning. And then in verse 8, verse 7, excuse me, comes, comes down. He says, whatever gain I had... I count it as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but rubbish in order that I might gain Christ. Hmm. So you don't see the Apostle Paul, check me out, check me out. Mm-hmm. You see the Apostle Paul saying like, man, I've got nothing to contribute. And, and in fact, like Jesus takes me at the bottom, mm-hmm. not... Because of what I can I can bring to the table at at all.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and, and um, I guess kind of going back to your your point a moment ago, you know, you can swing that that, that pendulum either way. Um, right. It's okay to to dress up for church on Sundays. Absolutely. You know, it's okay to wear suits and stuff like that. Absolutely. And if and that's kind of like getting back to what's your culture, what's your personality. And and Lewis actually comments on that near the end of the chapter. He talks about how just because we're all in Christ and Christ is the same person, we're not all going to look the same and act the same. And he's great talk, point. Yeah. yeah the person the different personalities of each person. I love what he says. He says The more we get what we now call ourselves out of the way and let him take us over, the more truly ourselves we become. There is so much of him that millions and millions of little Christs, all different, will still be too few to express him fully. So all of our different personalities, once truly revealed in Christ, because he is the light, once truly revealed in him, then we are all going to look different while still looking, while looking the same. Yeah. We're all kind of adding into this puzzle piece of who Christ looks like. Man.
0: Yeah, and I, and I love that section. He he continues on. In that sense, our real selves are all waiting for us in him. Mm-hmm. It is no good trying to be myself, in quotes he says there, right? without him, without Christ. The more I resist him and try to live on my own, the more I become dominated by my own heredity and upbringing and surroundings and natural desires. Mm-hmm. In fact, what I so proudly call myself... Becomes merely the meeting place for trains of events which never, which I never started, and which I cannot stop. Yeah. You know. So he gets down to the end of this paragraph. It is when I turn to Christ, when I give myself up to His personality, that I first begin to have a real personality of my own.
2: Mm.
1: That is so good. Yep. That is so good.
0: Until until you have given up yourself to Him, you will not have a real self. And a, and this is so good. Sameness is to be found. Uh, most among the most natural men, not among those who surrender to Christ. How monotonously like are all the great tyrants and conquerors have been. How graciously and gloriously different are all the saints.
1: Wow. And this is so echoing um, Matthew sixteen twenty-five when Christ says, you know, anyone who wants to save his life must lose it, and anyone who loses his life for my sake will find it. Yep.
0: You yeah. know, it's, it seems... Uh, um, ir, irrespon- um, not even like doesn't make sense mm-hmm. that this is the way to Christ that this is the way to transformation right but it's exactly in loss that we find gain yeah and it's actually in gain that we find loss. yeah you know in Christ. it's a, a great contradictory one of the one of the statements is it's um, it's upside down and inside out. One of my favorite <laughs> Christian authors talks about the kingdom of God the word the way that Jesus works is upside down and inside out. It wow. is so otherworldly, what you expect is the exact opposite with Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's how Christianity is so far different. It's not a religion. yeah. It's so different than every other religion and philosophy that's out there because of what Christ can do um, with us and for us mm-hmm. because of his own power. But I, you know this is a this is a hard lesson that all of us learn throughout our life. Our constant struggle against sin, is a struggle against the self mm-hmm. every single time.
1: That is so true. That is so true. You know, we, I think a lot of times we 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 blame the devil for a lot of our own temptations and sinfulness, which he plays a part for sure. His yes. desire is to kill us. But, I mean, you got to recognize that you're still wearing a fleshly body and you're just naturally going to want to sin. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we are wanting to do evil
0: things. We The inborn tendency to sin and to rebellion mm-hmm. is... uh. It's it's um, pervasive mm-hmm. man and it's thorough. it goes through yeah through every human being, even for believers now we have um, we finally have the capacity because of Christ not to sin. yeah. but because of this tendency, it's so deeply ingrained. it's it's going to be something that we we struggle with. So Paul right. says, fight the good, fight. yes. You, you struggle with sin in your life. Good. Mm-hmm. keep struggling. yes, keep fighting. Um, once we get to glory man, it'll, it'll be that much more sweet.
1: Right, which, you know, last time we were talking about the difficulties, how, how following Christ is both hard and easy, right? The hard part is letting go of yourself, is handing over yourself to him. Uh-huh. And Lewis, near the end of this chapter, that's where he really goes with it. He says, give up yourself, and you will find your real self. Lose your life, and you will save it. Keep back nothing. And I'm just going to go ahead and read that last line. Yeah. He says... Look for Christ and you will find him and with him everything else thrown in. Yeah. Th-
0: but look for yourself mm-hmm. and you will find in the long run only hatred, mm-hmm. loneliness, despair, rage, ruin, and decay. Yeah. Look for Christ. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what we're called to do. It's a it's an amazing it's an amazing thing. It's a hard thing, um, to think that the way that God is gonna transform you more and more into his into his image mm-hmm. and purify you. Is through pain, loss, and death to self. Like, yeah. it, we're not going to get a whole lot of people to sign up for this, right? Willingly, <laughs> you know. Like, hey, here's here's what it means to be a Christian for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call you to surrender yourself, to die to yourself, to die to your passions, your desires, your longings, mm-hmm. all the all the sinful tendencies that you have in the past. I'm going to slowly eradicate those from you. Like, good grief! I yeah. mean, really, like. All of it? Do we can we just leave like leave a little piece <laughs> right. in there for something? <laughs> but but God's transformation. This is again. He's not about just making nice men. He's about making new people. Yeah. And that means absolutely everything. Our yeah. motivations, our desires, down to the deepest core of who we are, which is the Bible's theology of the heart. Yeah. He's transforming our heart with the power of the gospel.
1: Absolutely. Man. Well, what a fun book this has been. Man, <laughs> man.
0: Yes. Uh, Mere Christianity. If if you haven't read this book, I really encourage you to do that. And just a, a fair warning here, as we we close this up, yeah, um, it, is, it is not an easy read. No, it's, it's not. It's it's very hard. And there are chapters I've had to go back and mm-hmm. reread several times. I find myself at the end of paragraph, like, what? I lost track where he was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is he saying? I got to go back and do that. So just be prepared. But it's. If you're looking for something for like a small group study, yeah, a discussion, a dialogue about Christianity, it's some of its truths about the the core of the gospel, who Christ is. Man, mm-hmm. this is a, a great place to start and to think deeply.
1: Yeah, it is. And you know, actually, I did this uh, go through this book with my previous work. We had a, a weekly lunch Bible study. Remember that. And yeah. we would go through the Gospel of John, and we went through mere Christianity alongside of it. And it did. We had there's free study guides online you can grab, and this is it brings up a lot of great questions. We flesh out what it really means to be a Christ follower. And we raised we raised some. T- he, you know, he like you said, he's difficult to read, and that came up several times in the study, mm-hmm. <laughs> was how how hard it was to read the book. But it was extremely beneficial in looking at my coworkers and saying, um, you know, we all claim to be Christ followers, but what does that mean in our everyday lives? And we it helped us flesh flesh out what it means to follow Christ uh, in his book here.
0: No doubt, no doubt. So. Yeah, hey, we encourage you to do that. Um and we'll be back with some some topics. Like I said, if you got some ideas for topics, email us, submit those to um, info at We'd love to hear from you and uh maybe even possibly take some some questions and answers and discussion topics that you would submit would be would be awesome. So um today is Thursday, uh mm. August August twentieth. Twentieth. You know what's going on today after two o'clock from two to seven o'clock? Oh my gosh.
1: You're such a nerd. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Our sound producers back there looking at me like, what is about to be said? Here? <laughs> guys, guys, tension, public service announcement here. Starbucks, buy one, get one at Starbucks, two to seven o'clock today. <laughs> Just doing a free little infomercial. Maybe they'll send me a gift card for doing this.
1: I told you this. I was in a youth leader meeting last night, and all of a sudden my phone's just <laughs> bzz, 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 and I look at my phone, thirty texts from you it's about this what I, this, what I this Starbucks thing, and you know they come through on my laptop. There was a portion in the meeting, everybody was looking at my laptop, and I'm just thankful your messages didn't come in through that at that <laughs> point because they'd been like, "Dude, what is going on?" Anyway, man, Starbucks, man. I'm gonna go.
0: I'm gonna get you a free drink today
1: you are so kind
0: just for this the effort on the podcast here. <laughs> wow not so much my uh, sound producer back there but we'll well, he
1: could work harder we'll see what happens yeah
0: <laughs> 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 hey thanks for joining us um, we'll see you next season and uh, we appreciate you guys have a great weekend talk to y'all talk to y'all soon